to episode 51 of the Never Ending Glory podcast. I am your host, Luke Grilly. I'm joined here with Jerry and Sean, and tonight we are talking week 17 NFL picks. We have a ton of different playoff scenarios that we're going to break down for you tonight regarding the teams that are on the bubble in the NFC, as well as the different seedings going on in the AFC because the AFC playoff picture is locked and loaded. Gentlemen, how we how we doing tonight? It is uh, Christmas weekend, so trying to get my bearings straight, get ready for uh, headed back to work tomorrow. It's always a, a good old time to come after four days off. Got a little bit of the holiday hangover, but you know there's some good games to watch, a lot of crap games to watch. But after uh, it was all said and done, I'm locked and loaded in first place. Lead dog again with Sean Zussman. Let's get this thing done. Yes. Sean, uh, Jerry is now tied with you at the top of the standings at 137 and 85. Jerry led the league last week at 11 and 5, and you went 10 and 6. Mark at 9 and 7, and I got way too cute, went 6 and 10, but I still do hold the third place lead over Mark. I'm at 133 and 89. While oh, Mark what a dubious distinction. You're, you're, you're better than the worst person here. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I will take anything I can. And fittingly, Mark backed you last week, and you yeah. went six and ten. So hopefully, right. Mark's got a little juju juice to Jerry's way, and uh, <laughs> he's going to back him this week. You know, yeah. this week, Mr. Monday slate, Night. I don't, know, I don't think we're going to get a lot of differentiation on this week's slate. I don't. I don't need any help from Mr. Monday Night this week. I'll be fine on my own. Hey, just so you guys know, Mark did get the Monday night game right last week, so that's all he does is win Mondays. Yeah, and and just so other people know, I beat Luke in two uh, third place matchups this week. So, yeah, um, big celebration on my end. Let's yeah. let's let it be known that Mark has still not submitted his drawing for the the Miami Dolphins overtime win. Uh, I'm looking forward to putting that right on his mantle um, coming up very shortly. I thought I was going to go in Bilal's room. He, he actually no, is in, in the process tonight of, of cleaning up his his uh, monstrosity of a room. So it's easy to see why that's taken at least a good half day. There must be at least three years of junk just laying around that haven't been moved. There's probably like dust, you know, crop circles around some of the things that they're cleaning up right now. <laughs> I'm, no I'm telling how many uh, food plates um, <laughs> and Lord knows what other type of mutated um, – you know, kind of animal or, or mitochondria uh, insect yeah, has my, started to develop. My favorite part of Mark doing this deep clean. So to remind all the listeners, I lived next door to Mark freshman year in college. And once every two months, him and Nick Vern would have a deep clean on a Sunday before football where they blasted the Eddie money and they just <laughs> brought all their stuff into the hallway, did a deep clean of the room, and I can't tell you how many times I could hear Mark say, "Oh, I've been looking for that." You know, <laughs> and then he found like one of his textbooks underneath his, his the gangster lean. So I'm sure he's finding a ton of treasures in the uh, in his room right now, and it's, it's amazing that the 32 year old Mark needs his uh, wonderful girlfriend Sarah to be the one to actually uh, upend his room for him. Um, but so it goes, becoming an adult. Uh, let's get into the week 17 picks, but of course, please let's tell the listeners where they can find us. They can find us on Twitter at Glory Podcast, on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes, Never Ending Glory Podcast. Be sure to tell all your friends. Make sure you subscribe, share, like all of our posts. And of course, you can also find us on DynastyFootballWarehouse.com. So let's get right into the picks. Uh, as I mentioned, Jerry and Sean are they're currently number one, 137 and 85. A, 1B. Mm -hmm. A reminder to all of our listeners that uh, the winner will get a fresh $20 bill. So it'll be interesting to see how this pans out. Starting playoffs, we will reset all the picks, and I, and I think that's where Mark start, starts to make his money, right? So um, it'll be interesting to see if he can get it done. But first game, Baltimore-Cincinnati, no playoff implications. This is all about the AFC North and Pride. I'm going Baltimore here just because I feel like they are the more talented team, even though neither team has anything to play for. Gentlemen, do you have anything to say about this matchup? I'm back in Baltimore, too. Um, if this is a – I hate to say it. If this, if the NFL had any foresight, why didn't they make this the, the last game against the Steelers rather than the Bengals? It's kind of embarrassing that they have to have the Steelers play nobody in their upcoming game against the, the Browns. And uh, we're forced to watch this one instead when it could have been the Steelers-Baltimore game. It's clearly the rivalry game. It's not the Steelers-Browns. Let's move on away from there, that. There's actually a reason why they do that. They want 
they want to maximize the the effect of of actually week sixteen meeting something versus running into something where week seventeen happens and it doesn't mean something to either team. So it actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, plus, they just did a monster rating. So um, That's true. All that being said, in your since face. you also won the division last year, so <laughs> got to take that with a little grain of salt, uh, Jerry. And, and had they not had the Eifert injury and the AJ Green injury and a defense that was widely disappointing jumping over to fantasy talk then (laughs) this probably is a much more meaningful matchup particularly when you look at the fact that the miami dolphins are in the playoffs and if both teams are fully healthy i like cincinnati as a better talent team Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we are all on baltimore this week uh next game is our turd nugget supreme we have the showdown of tom savage versus matt castle that's houston travels to tennessee Two backup quarterbacks. Obviously, Marcus Mariota broke his leg this week, and Brock Osweiler sucks at football. So the two backup quarterbacks are playing this week, and we are all on Houston. But Mark's rolling with Tennessee here. He's thinking the Matt Castle train is going to get it done. Sean, what do you think about that? <laughs> but this way, I didn't know who was Tennessee. I didn't either. I swear to God, I was hoping you were going to say ago. something. <laughs> I actually was thinking Mettenberg, even though I knew he got cut. Um, yeah. I just, you know, who cares? Uh, I... I <laughs> We said this before when we saw this. I don't know how the hell Mark is picking Tennessee, um, but I guess this is their Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but they don't have their quarterback who's who's managed them for 16 games or 15 games already this season, 16 weeks, and he's kind of the straw that stirs the drink. So Turd Nugget Supreme it is. I'm taking the Texans in another game that you could not pay me to watch. <laughs> yeah, I think Houston's defense gets it done. Tennessee's defense is rather suspect. Uh, it's going to be pretty poo-poo. Hopefully we have uh, you got some Netflix binging on Sunday because there's not a lot of great games on the docket. Uh, next game, Carolina at Tampa Bay. This one actually does have some sort of playoff implications. Um, granted, they are. it's very challenging for Tampa Bay to make the playoffs, so we're going to break it down real quick for you. There's only one scenario. Tampa Bay needs to win. They need Washington to get a tie. Green Bay lost, and then Tampa Bay will clinch the strength of victory tiebreaker over Green Bay. So I'd say there's probably a .005% chance that Tampa Bay gets into the playoffs. But if they do win against Carolina this week at home, then they do have a chance. So because of that, I know that they're playing with their lives on the line. I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I'm honestly going to go Tampa Bay as well because I'm just sick and tired of the Carolina shit show that that offense and defense has become. Mm-hmm. Anytime I try to put any sort of faith in stock in Cam Newton, all he does is kick me in the nuts and let me down. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay here. Jerry? Two things. Uh, I'm backing Tampa Bay here. But first of all, is there anybody more excited for the end of the season than Cam Newton in the NFL? <laughs> um, Great point. I mean, people say that 2016 was a bad year for celebrity deaths. I think it was just a bad year for Cam <laughs> Newton, uh, the death of, of his swag, I guess you could put it. But the other thing I wanted to say is don't bring up math and probabilities of making the playoffs to Jameis Winston. That quote that they kept bringing up in the before the Dallas game about he doesn't care about the probabilities and the statistics and, and all that kind of stuff. All he cares about is the heart of his team. Clearly – is is got his head stuck into the high school mode. I was wondering what Sean thought about that quote that was going on. It, it just made me laugh. About some stupid quote. It made me he, laugh. That's he, your you know boy. That's your he's boy. Got a third, he's got a third string right tackle. Yes, he that's can't bad. block the Irving guy for Dallas, and they couldn't block Cameron Jordan for Nor- for the New Orleans Saints. He's not going to throw anybody under the bus. The fact of the matter is, is they don't have any playmakers. They just lost another one. As much as I'm taking Tampa in this. I absolutely can see a way where Carolina wins this wins this game. They're the better talent team than Tampa. Tampa's actually kind of gotten by on Winston and smoke and mirrors. Yeah. I'm yeah, taking just Carolina. The ball, I'm them. flipping it. I'm whoa, whoa. I'm sticking with Tampa Bay because I think the ultimate carrot guy is Cam Newton. If he has nothing to play for, he puts forth the least amount of effort possible. And I'm taking that is my pick is directly against Jerry Bird. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually Cam goes for like three fifty, and all all it is is crickets and in, in the in the text uh, chat. Great! From- I wish you would have done that when he was my quarterback this year in fantasy. <laughs> That's exactly why another reason to take. 
So the other thing, too, is it's really interesting. It broke about a few hours before their, the Tampa game last week that Doug Martin was a healthy scratch, and it looks like he's going to be a healthy scratch yet again for Jaquiz Rogers. Doug Martin's been averaging about two yards a carry this season, so he's been pretty dreadful. But they just signed him to a five-year, $35 million contract, so they can't be very happy with his production so far this year, even after he came back from that hamstring injury. I'm curious, Sean, you know, is this a sign of – Maybe they realize they made a mistake on Doug Martin and they might be trying to, you know, cut their losses and move him while he still has some sort of value. Or is this just uh, a, we're, you know, we have a very minimal chance of making the playoffs. Jaquiz Rogers gives us the best chance to win now and maybe he's going to light a fire under Doug Martin's ass. I think it's a fire lighting. You can't trade the trade running backs in the NFL in this day and age. You're just better off, you know, cutting bait with them. Although they're sunk costs for at least another year or two, um, depending on what the money was. I also think that they're rapidly realizing the offense that they've got in front of them should be a three wide receiver set with with Brait uh, on the field, single back that has some pet- pass catching ability, and they can also kind of chip to help protect as well. And that's obviously what Doug Martin's not is is a pass catching back out of the backfield. So I think it'll be very interesting for dynasty leagues who they target, maybe who comes aboard. Charles Sims is a nice player too. I watched him um, now that he's back the past uh, few weeks, and and he's someone that kind of gives their offense a little bit of a bolt um, or a jolt. But Tampa's yeah. got some work to do. There's still that roster's still a year or two away. It's interesting, too, because Doug Martin, his rookie year, did have 49 catches, so he can catch the ball in the backfield. But since then, uh, you know, he hasn't been able to stay too, too healthy in 2013 and 14. In 2015, last year, where he rushed for 1,400 yards, he had 33 receptions, so they started giving the ball a little bit more as a pass catcher. So I think he has the ability to do it, um, but I agree that I think that they're kind of just trying to light a fire under him and see what they got in 2017. Jerry, you can speak to this a little bit. There's a difference between catching the ball standing still still and catching the ball moving and Sims catches the ball moving and mm. having had Doug Martin that year, a lot of his were, you know, just, you know, out to the flat or curls three, four and yard dump check off. Down. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So you got so exp- these weren't, these weren't Le'Veon Bell routes. These weren't no. David Johnson routes. These were very, very specific to a quarterback that loved to do it at the time. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. He's not split out at the X like they do with Le'Veon Bell. It's a totally different monster. Next game, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Uh, Do we have to waste game words? No, we I'll all say it. this: we we got we got nuggets supremes everywhere. I mean, we're doling out poop burritos across the board in Week 17 because this matchup, dear God, yeah, it's it's sad. It's it's just ugly. Uh, it's surprising again. Well, I guess it's not that surprising because the the team is run by a drug addict but uh they're wasting yet another season of andrew luck's prime it'll be interesting to see if they can put some sort of a semblance of a offensive line or defensive line in indianapolis next year so they can kind of try to save the the next few years of andrew luck's prime but um they're stuck with him for a while and uh hopefully they can keep him upright we all have indy so we'll move on to the next game that is interesting we're all on new england at miami and being a New England fan, I know that they always do struggle down in South Beach. Uh, but both teams really don't have a ton to play for. The Patriots, they do in the sense that if they win, they get the one seed home field advantage. Um, so obviously they want that after last year's struggles down the uh, towards the end of the season and ultimately lost the home field and lost to Denver in the AFC Championship. So I think they'll have a lot to play for. But I would not be shocked if Miami found a way to win this game. Um, but with that being said, I'm still going New England. Gentlemen, what do you think? Well, I, I like New England as well. I don't think they repeat last year. It is kind of peculiar. They're playing essentially the same game as they had last year. Why they couldn't flip that and have Miami uh, up at New England is kind of silly. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll take the patch just on pure pedigree and the fact that I think they'll do enough to, to get out ahead, and I don't think Miami's going to need to try enough. Yeah, I, th- I think they're basically going to take JHIE out of the game immediately and, and just move on. You know, this is kind of a, a futile game for, for the Miami Dolphins to go against New England. But so let's just move on and bigger, better things. Get these guys the number one seed and another win for Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next game, Chicago at Minnesota. Don't want to call it Turtle Nugget Supreme, but it's pretty damn close. Matt Barkley versus Sam Bradford. What are your thoughts on this game, gentlemen? 
I, I think this is going to be a, a redemption game for Zimmer and the Minnesota defense. Um, I, I, I like the Vikings to, to at least close out the season. What a quirky, quirky year for them. 5-0 and to basically where they are now and, and some of the, the crap that just took place the last few days. Just bizarre. Yeah, once being talked as a potential NFC um, representative in the Super Bowl. I mean, they were the defense was unstoppable. Special teams was lighting it up. The offense was playing well enough. And then Sam Bradford kind of turned back into that turd that he's been since he got drafted back in 2010. Um, if your offense is based around Sam Bradford and Adam Thielen, you know you're going to well, you're going to struggle. I'll, actually, I'll say this: what hurt Minnesota was. Stephon Diggs, when he got hurt, yeah. it changed their whole scheme. And and if Mark was here, he'd be all over this point. The real changing of the tides when they brought Pat Pussy Boy Shermer on board to run the <laughs> offense, and and he had the ear of Mike Zimmer versus. And I'm not a huge North Turner guy, but good lord, Pat Shermer, you're, if you're going and turning to Pat Shermer. You got problems, and you—he might not be able to see out of his other eye if he was watching the same practice. I'm sure I was watching. Would have been watching with Pat Shermer as quarterback. Well, so real quick, let's talk about Minnesota and their potential in their offense. You know, Jerry talked about Adam Thielen, who lit it up this year or this week. Um, won a ton of fantasy championships. I bet you he had over 200 yards, two touchdowns. Um, but they also had a first-round pick that pretty much got a redshirt year, and that's Laquan Treadwell who finished the year with one catch for 15 yards on, with only three targets, and more often than not, he was a healthy scratch. So this guy was one of the you know most heralded wide receivers to come out of the draft this year. And, Sean, he barely got to sniff the field. Any insight on what's going on there? I mean, Zim- Zimmer's one of those guys, a lot like Belichick. He's just not going to play with rookies unless they pop, and he's not really interested in it. Um so I think it's as simple as that. He's kind of a no-nonsense guy, and I think you go in the doghouse and you don't really find a way to work your way out of it when you know, you're know you not popping in practice, and he's not going to be a practice guy. He's right. just not. He doesn't run a 4-3-4. Uh, he just isn't going to do some of those things. It's more kind of game game setting and uh, like a little bit of what Mike Evans brings from a size and, and skill perspective. Yeah, it's just interesting that you know GM Rick Spielman's willing to pretty much say, "All right, Mike, you know the roster is yours. Do what you want. The inactives are yours." Um, especially because they wasted the, or they used a first round pick on him. So I'm hoping from a, a, a dynasty perspective that Treadwell gets his shit together and is able to sniff the field next year. And you got to think he he should because uh, Cordero Patterson, I think his contract is up. Who knows what they'll do with Thielen. Uh, Stefan Diggs, he still is a slot guy. So Treadwell should have a role next year, but I thought it was interesting how how little he did play this year. Watch Cordell uh, Patterson in New England, by the way. They love special teamers, and he is an elite special teamer. I would not be shocked, but I'd be, I be I would be shocked if Belichick gave him uh, any sort of dough. So it'll be very interesting. Oh, I don't think dough, there. but I think this is a one-year, one two-year type deal that you get a chance to – to up your your value. Mm, it'll be interesting. Uh, next game, Buffalo at the New York Jets. And gentlemen, we have to make a quick shout out. Oh, night night, Rex Ryan. Uh, enjoy sucking toes somewhere else other than Buffalo. Rex Ryan fired after two seasons with the Bills. Uh, kind of surprised to be honest that they fired him. Uh, obviously, his brother Rob Ryan was fired as well. Uh, I think that you you really should have given him one more year, personally. Um, you know, he's still playing with the old coaching staffs guys, the old regimes guys. Doug Whaley, the GM, will be part of the coaching search, so he's not being fired, which I thought was surprising. But uh, then, and the early word is that they're also going to sit Tyrod Taylor for EJ Manuel this week to ensure that they don't have to pay Tyrod's thirty point seven five million in case he suffers some dev- some sort of devastating injury. That clause is built into his contract, so it looks like maybe Tyrod Taylor's time is done with the team as well. Um, but with all that being said, I like Buffalo at the Jets just because the Jets are an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, Bryce Petty on the IR, so that means Ryan Fitzpatrick is still the starting quarterback. They're not going to give Hackenberg a chance. Uh, this team, both teams are kind of just circling the toilet right now. Uh, but I like Buffalo to win just based on talent alone. Jerry, what do you, what do you got? You kind of said it right there. Um, 
I, I will say this. I don't think that the firing of Rex Ryan is going to help this team in the immediate future. I don't know how many candidates are out there really looking to take over at Buffalo. But then again, somebody might say, you know, if I can get Shady McCoy on my team and some of those guys on the offensive line, it's a good base to start from and then, you know, build something in the draft. But do you think he's done in the NFL or do you think he's going to TV? I It's hard to call I think, this he, I think it's TV and he's done. You think you really? think there's no coordinator job out there for him? I don't think I don't think Rex Ryan will ever let pride allow him to take a coordinator job. He went to three AFC title games. There is no way, in my opinion, that he could ever see himself as a defensive coordinator unless he desperately, desperately wanted to get back into coaching. And I just don't know that he's going to have that itch. The fact that you don't bring your brother in and kind of coach this year like he's coached this year. And this is kind of the final bullet in the gun from from my vantage point. I, I kind of agree. I don't think there's a head job for him anywhere for sure. And I don't know if he would let himself fall to that coordinator spot. So I think he's going to be a you know a guy who comes on ESPN and does you know a once a week thing, kind of like the way they treat um, Herm Edwards. You know, I can see him mm-hmm. filling in there. He's definitely a, he's still a big personality, um, but it's just it's. Kind of, it's kind of a shame because I like seeing him in Buffalo. I like the things that he did, you know, as a character. Uh, not a great coach, uh, but all, then again, I don't know if he had as great a talent as he did when he was with the uh, the Jets those two years when they uh, made it all the way to the AFC Championship. To be um, honest, yeah. I think I think he made his biggest mistake when he didn't sign with the Falcons and he went with the Bills. You know, I, I honestly think that's the case. He could never develop Mark Sanchez as a quarterback when he's in New York. He had a great defense in New York. So then he pretty much had the same exact thing in Buffalo, a great defense, a great run game, but no quarterback. If he went to Atlanta, he at least would have had Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. And then he could have focused on what he does best, and that's defense. And so uh, I, I think, think that he, is a well, thousand percent on yeah, yeah, I, I, I think agree. that's the thing. is, If you're a defensive guy, the number one thing you can do is attach yourself with the quarterback. I think it's, you know, for everything that that has taken place over the years, that's the one thing from some of these coaches that depart that are still these hot commodities is they many of them don't do a good enough job assessing what's a good job and what's a bad job. And for whatever reason, you know, everybody trashes, you know, the Browns or like those are known bad jobs. Those are obvious ones. Look at you know a, a Buffalo job or you know some of these uh, these other ones like Andy Reid knew he could take Alex Smith and make something. Del Rio knew that that David or Derek Carr like that was a good job and and kind of had a potential. Right. It, it's just kind of it's, these guys are too stubborn and Rex is probably the quintessential one of them. You just why not align and say I'll fix the bad and then all of a sudden. That that's how Gruden won a title in Tampa. Mm. Is is he realized that and got enough out of the offense then? Right, right. So yeah, I thought that was interesting, and, and it, in the end, it bit him in the ass because now he is currently looking at you know uh, the unemployment line. So uh, we are all on Buffalo. Mark's going with his his squad, the New York Jets, here because he can't quit the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to be just a yeah, poopoo platter is... game. Uh, he, next him game... and the Jets are broke back now. I'm telling you. <laughs> Some Next game in the in the Green Men, we have Dallas at Philly, and I originally was going to go with Dallas here, but Sean did sway me when we were talking about this game early on. Uh, Sean, give me your argument for Philly here. Philly, they hate Dallas, the city. It's in Philly. This is their one game. They don't have their draft pick, so that benefits them. If they win, it's it just kind of. Gives them all the positive momentum into the uh, offseason. Dallas has zero to play for. I can't imagine a scenario where if this is close game that you're looking at Dak's, Dak Prescott out there in the third quarter. You're going to be looking at Mark Sanchez. And then if you're taking Dallas, like Burris and Mark have, you got to ride or die with Mark Sanchez, with the team he's not practiced with, and with guys that, that will not care about the finished product and that they know the game field is getting pitched anyways. Anybody of meaning from Dallas is sitting out. Tyron Smith was pulling in the third quarter, late third quarter of a game last night against the Lions in a meaningless game. 
gets hit in the knee. He's definitely not playing. I, you got to think Martin gets pulled after the first series or two. I'd be shocked if Zeke plays past the first quarter. And Dez as well, who's dealing with some banged up issues. Jason Witten probably sits at, at points. It, it, to me, this is a tailor-made spot for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'd have to agree. And, um, yeah, came out the Tyron Smith's got a sprained MCL. He probably won't miss the playoff game, but obviously they're going to play it safe. That with him did not look some... good. I, I, no, it, it didn't. He looked worse than a sprained MCL. I got to be honest. He right. immediately walked off and they showed one shot where Romo was like kneeling, talking to him and trying to like console him a little bit. And he kind of had this blank glaze about him. I, 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 Jerry Jones has been known to lie a little bit. Double J is a slick customer. <laughs> I'm telling you, there, there could be more to this. And whoever they play in the semis or in the uh, divisional play, they better not have a, a, a fast pass rusher because that, that could really make things interesting. That's the non-plant leg. But, you know, you could be susceptible. A guy like Julius Peppers is going to kind of put him on skates if he can. Ziggy Ansa had a, had a good time with him. He got past him a couple of times. He had that great sack right on that deck. That was pre-injury. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's pre-injury. But one of the benefits of being on this podcast is being able to live look at this sheet and change things as you see fit. <laughs> so I'm actually uh, flipping my pick over to Philly uh, after that talk. So I'm taking what you did with Carolina from Tampa Bay, and I'm doing the same thing with Philly. You convinced me, Sean. Good job. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, really? no, no. Somebody had Tampa Bay up got, there. Somebody else had Tampa Bay and flipped some, to the Carolina. This is some, this is some BS. I, I I made this point. I got one bandwagoner and Luke Grilly. Now I got two and the supposed co-leader. Have you no guts? Yeah, well, I, I have. I, guts. You know, I'm gonna show I, you I why I have guts in just a second here. You're a coward. I'm you gonna show you why I have. I'm gonna show you why I have guts in just a second. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Play it as it lies, Mr. Gilmore. Play Come it on. as it lies. I, Come I, on. I can't. I can't do anything here. He he's can he controls the Google Doc too. Uh, Mark's <laughs> going with Dallas. Oh, so um, Google Doc and just start putting square words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next game we have Cleveland at Pitt, and uh, Jerry said that he was going to shock the world here and show you why he's a man. So Jerry, why are you a man? I'm a man because I'm putting the C L E here in this spot. We're gonna we're dumb enough to convince ourselves that winning against Pittsburgh God. is a good idea, and they're gonna have no Ben Roethlisberger. I can't see Antonio Brown playing for more than a couple snaps. Same with Le'Veon Bell. They gotta rest some guys on defense. This is a meaningless game for them in Pittsburgh, but Cleveland will treat it like a Super Bowl. I don't know who's gonna play quarterback for them. Kessler, RG three. Hopefully they can roll out Kessler because RG three is one you know cranium shot ahead, cranium shot away from scrambled eggs. Um, but we think this is our Super Bowl, and we'll even risk a first-round draft pick for it. So I'm going to say we're going to take a, a, a win here in Pittsburgh. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's how, uh, that's how dumb Cleveland is. You know what? Hey, Sean, that, that's how you, you, that's earned how you it. just won the You pass. are absolutely high <laughs> if you think the Browns are going over to Pittsburgh with any, any intention of trying to win that football game. I think I they got. I think they enough. got dumb enough guys on, on that are lower lower level guys that, that think we, I'm going to play it hard and win. For we've been finding ways to lose for 14 weeks. Yes, we have. We 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 found a way to win through no small through order, Jamie and now Muir. we're going over to, to Pittsburgh. Pride of Parma. Come on, come on, man. Grow up, Peter Pan. It's come on. I, hey. You know what? I, I still am sour about Dallas Philly. I, I actually hope Dallas wins, just so, just so it just <laughs> makes you look all the stupider. But you just said I, stupider. I, there I'll is no way a... in hell Hugh Jackson's getting his second win. There is no way in hell because Hugh even knows the big picture here. You have to not go in sixteen, but you also now have gotten gifted another opportunity. There is no way we don't end up with the first pick in the draft. And I agree with you. The, Everything you're saying, I agree with you. But this is where I get make my money. I got to separate myself here with something. So you're choosing the Cleveland Browns. God bless you, Jerry. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Sean, Mark, and I are all on Pittsburgh this week for obvious reasons. So, uh, yeah, good luck with that, Jer. Um, moving on to the next game. And this is actually – this is finally an important game we can talk about. New Orleans at Atlanta. Atlanta's already clinched. However, they have not they clinched a playoff spot. 
but they have not clinched the two seed, which would give them a first round bye. If Atlanta, if Atlanta loses and Seattle wins, Seattle will move up to the two seed, and Atlanta would then drop down to like as low as five, I believe. So Atlanta's playing for home field throughout the playoffs until they would meet the potential one seed. So because of that, I like Atlanta. Um, also, I think that New Orleans, they got nothing to play for. While they can be dangerous even in games like this, uh, I, I, I just still like Atlanta more. Sean, who do you got? Yeah, Atlanta's just a more complete team. Um, I, New Orleans actually is probably a playoff team, but they just found a way to lose three games this year they had no business losing and you know if they're if i think if all healthy they beat washington on a neutral field um but hey that's not how it's going to work out so taking the falcons jerry falcons roll with them yeah um i i I think that we're starting to see the 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 end of the Sean Payton era in New Orleans. I don't think he's going to drum up a win one for the Gipper situation against Atlanta. So <laughs> I'm going to go Atlanta Falcons here. And, and it's interesting, you know, that the the rumors came out this past week that the uh, Saints could move on from him. They could trade him. Which, yeah, the trade again, blows my mind that you can trade coaches, but whatever. Um, why? I, I don't I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I don't. I don't understand why they trade him. To be honest, do, do you guys have any thoughts on that? I'd always be. I'd rather be early on a coach than late on a coach. I'd trade mm-hmm. him to the Rams and see how high you can get from the, what you can get from the Rams. I, what I the Rams have left to give? <laughs> yeah, it's second rounder. Then I don't think they're going to give a second rounder after they gave up. I don't even know if they have a second rounder after the Jer- the the golf trade. They gave up. They gave up a ton of picks to move up to take Goff one overall this past off season. Uh, I think they gave up. The Rams are in a tricky spot because they're going to have to make a splash hire, and I'm not sure where their splash hire is. They available. want the only splash they want is Gruden for sure, and they're, they're going to try to do anything they can just for the name. And I think it's a dumb pull, and it won't actually happen. I don't think Gruden's going to leave unless he can be. You know, basically the team president. John Gruden's doing yeah. commercials with the Hooter girls. Like, yeah, he ain't that, leaving. That dude is he ain't he's leaving. not up to speed with the, where offense is now. No, I see. That's where I disagree. I think he is, but he doesn't want the, the responsibility of actually coaching. He well, loves that. That's stuff. kind of a big deal. Yeah. So I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the only guy that can get with any sort of name is Sean Payton. Well, be, I think they'd be doing New Orleans a favor then. Probably would question, be. Luke. So, so they do have the LA does have a second round pick. Uh, they gave up their 2015. I'm sorry, the 2016 first, two 2016 seconds, uh, a 2016 third, 2017 first, and a 2017 third to move up from 15 to one. So they do have a second round pick. I don't think they're going to give it up just because I. I don't see them starting this draft in the fourth round. One team or one coach that could go there, and I've seen heard this rumor here in New England, is Josh McDaniels. And I'm not sure I agree with it. Uh, I'd like to see him kind of stick around, especially if the Patriots are trying to make one more Super Bowl run or another Super Bowl run with Brady. But um, you could definitely see McDaniels going there. Josh uh, McDaniels is not going anywhere where he doesn't trust the individuals involved. And – he he does, i.e. the quarterback, the front office, and the owner. He's got to get at least two or three warm and fuzzies. And in L.A., he's getting maybe one of three, depending if he's got a relationship with Snead, which I doubt. And Snead's probably going to be on the hot seat going into next year. So, well, they do have a relationship because uh, McDaniel's was there as the offensive coordinator a few years ago. So I'm pretty sure he does have some sort of relationship with Snead. Um, I just want to know if he thinks that. If he thinks that Goff is worth a damn, if he's even if he's the, the next guy, because I wouldn't be surprised if if McDaniel's went somewhere and tried to bring Garoppolo along with him because he really likes Garoppolo. You know better than we do. So, is he going to be a Cleveland Brown? Could be. I've heard, I've heard that G. rumor too. <laughs> I've heard that rumor too. Jimmy G um, coming to the Cleveland Browns? Who knows? Who knows? Get ready to give up that Philly pick, though. How about Buffalo? Actually, he'd never do that. The Bill and play him twice. No, but no definitely not. 
Um, but yeah, we're all in Atlanta this week. So going back to that pick, we'll see what happens in the off season with Sean Payton and the rest of the coaches around the NFL. That coaching carousel is always interesting. Uh, next game, New York Giants at Washington. And there are some playoff implications here. Washington will clinch a playoff berth if they get a win. And the Green Bay Detroit game does not end in a tie. So essentially, they're they're pretty much controlling their own destiny here. Um, if Washington ties again, plus a Green Bay loss, plus a Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay loss or a tie, they would also clinch a playoff berth. So basically, win and hope that Green Bay Detroit does not end in a tie and they are going to be in the playoffs. Um, so because of that, I'm going Washington, pretty much controlling their own destiny. Sean, who do you like? Washington. I, I, I think it's... Pretty much as easy as that. These guys are going to know each other. Washington's going to be trying a hell of a lot harder um, under all the circumstances. It's tailor-made spot for the skins. Yep. Jerry, now, you don't like Washington here. Tell me why. Because I want $20 from each one of you assholes. <laughs> That's the Michael Strahan version of how, how I'm doing this right now. What's everyone else picking? Eh, go the opposite here. This is scary. Okay. This is You're play, he playing it loose and fast this week. Fast <laughs> and loose. He's playing it loose. Hey, got a lot that's, of. That's what I did last week, Jared. I went six and ten. So tell me how that works out for you next week. I will. We'll talk to you uh, <laughs> after I get that twenty dollars spot. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mark's going with Washington as well. So we'll move on to Arizona at LA. This will be a fun one to watch. Carson Palmer versus Jared Goff. I think it's Arizona in a landslide. LA sucks, and David Johnson's just an absolute beast. He's on his own level. Gentlemen, any thoughts on this game? No. No. All right. The Rams do not deserve it. I wish Jeff Fisher was still there so he could take his his final um, end out the season with with a beating that he's sure to to receive. And how All bad right. did he miss on Jared Goff? Oh my God! No, give it, give it time with Goff. Give it time. You have I him think, in dynasty because he stinks. Come on, I, I do. I honestly, I do. But I, I think that listen, we've seen rookie quarterbacks struggle before. His offensive line sucks. The defense did not play as well as they should have last year. Gurley was a non-factor. His receivers couldn't catch a ball. I honestly think that Fisher's playing with him the whole time was just to sit him and just roll the case Keenum all year. But the problem is, is there's just way too much pressure from the media, from management, um, from from the fans. You know, we're, we're a brand new team in L.A. You have to play this rookie. I think it's, it was just way too early. And it, you know, and 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 Goff went in there shell shocked a little bit, um, you know, just much like what Philly wanted to do with Wentz. But they realized that Wentz was a little bit farther along than they expected. I, I think that they wanted to kind of give Goff a redshirt year, but. It just didn't work out that way. And, I, and need to, I, I need you to, at some point then, when we get a chance to, to talk draft preview for this coming year, that you take some time and give me a Jared Goff comp because I don't, I don't see who it is as far as a successful NFL quarterback with that build size and kind of who are, lack who of, are his receivers of instincts. Though? I mean, did you watch how, how many balls did the receivers drop, the Rams receivers, between Brian Quick and and Farrow Cooper, and Mike Thomas, and Kenny Britt, and Tavon Austin. I mean, they gave Tavon Austin four years, $40 million, which is asinine because he's a gadget player. He did nothing this year. Kenny Britt is is the definition of mediocrity and wasted potential because he's too busy flipping over, you know, dune buggies or whatever that was. And Brian Quick is nothing more than a raw player that never developed into anything else. I mean, I understand that we've seen rookie quarterbacks come in and be successful in year one, but we've also seen a ton of rookie quarterbacks who are taken high overall. More, For example, Carson Palmer was drafted first overall by the Bengals back in, what, 2 He didn't play it down his rookie year. Kitna played the first season, and, and Palmer benefited from that. You look at a guy like Tom Brady who didn't play a snap his rookie year. He came in in year two and, and, and was able to get it done. Now, I realize that you also have players like Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, who started from day one. But I, I just think that with the rookie position, the quarterback position, and especially when you look at the strength of your team being Todd Gurley, and Todd Gurley likes to line up behind the quarterback, and Goff came in and only liked to line up at, at, in shotgun. I mean, it's just you have to kind of figure all that out and see what works for your team. And I just really think that they were rushed into this whole starting the Goff situation. Um I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we'll see if there's another another similar situation in the draft this year. You know a little bit more about college football than I do, so it'll be interesting to hear your take. Uh, no, I'm, I'm speaking specifically to Goff. I just I don't know 
is he Tony Eason? I mean, I don't oh, know wow. what quarterback quarterback he is. Like, he's not Tim Couch. Tim Couch probably had him by fifteen pounds. Like, mm. he he's too. He, there's some frailty issues there. It's a tough division that he plays in. I just he's got to make some significant leaps. And everything I saw in Hard Knocks and just you know along the season and everything else, I don't get this like uber competitor and. If you're not an Uber competitor, that, that position will eat you up and spit you out. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, But, again, I, I think it would have been good for him to have that year to learn the position and fill out a little bit more and get that NFL-ready body because you're right. I don't think he was ready for it physically, and he definitely wasn't ready for it mentally either. And we're seeing that on Sundays now, and he's getting himself killed back there. But, it, unfortunately, it doesn't help that – the supporting cast around him is god-awful. I mean, Dak Prescott has been great because he's had an amazing offensive line in front of him. He's had a defense that's done enough, and he's had a great running back behind him, and he has Des Bryant and Jason Witten to throw the ball to him. Cole Beasley's ending up being a pretty solid receiver as well. You know, you give put Goff in that situation, and I don't think he's going to be as good as Prescott, but he's going to be much better than he was in L.A., you know? No, I don't know. Okay. Jerry, what do you, I mean, what, what's your thoughts? I could... I could spend 25 minutes on Goff. Um, you know, we talked about him a lot over in the preseason. I I just think he's in a bad situation right now. He's not in a good offensive, um, you know, personnel grouping right now. They're going through transitions at, at pretty much every spot except tailback, and they're going to be the next couple of years. He came from, you know, a hurry-up spread, no-huddle offense in, in Cal. He, he was forced to do things a little bit early. He shouldn't have played it all this year. That's not a good. That's, that wasn't a good offense. That wasn't a good team. Why? Why even risk? You know, getting him there when he's how, not ready how about at all. Jared Goff be good enough to play. How about this? Yeah. How about you're ready to play? He he, he could lift a bunch of weight, and he still is going to be undersized. Like some of these things oh, aren't going to change. Like his hands yeah. aren't getting bigger. I don't think it's. Like, a, I don't think it's a size thing. I think it's a, a. It's a. It's in between his ears. I think it really comes down to that. He just. And you're not. That's not going to get better unless you get some reps and you find out if you're sinking or swimming. But you know what? Though it might take a year of season. You guys want to hand trophies out to everybody? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I want don't my guys to compete. I want to see if Cody Kessler's got a little little balls to him. I, I like he, seeing guys get the shit kicked out of him and want to keep coming back. I don't need to see this baby stuff from Jared Goff. Like, well, maybe we'll wipe our butt for him. Come on with all that. Why would, they wipe, Jared Goff. Why would they wipe their butts for him? His <laughs> butt for him. His butt for him. You know what I mean. I get I hot. Exactly I get hot when you, you guys mean. start babying all these people. I know what exactly. do we got millennials acting like punks? I want my participation ribbon for uh, from iTunes for producing this podcast. How about that? Yeah, you're going to get a participation trophy by uh, forking over 20 bucks, and you participated <laughs> in the picks this year. All right, next game, Oakland at Denver. Uh, I'm rolling with Denver here, and so is Sean. Jerry, why why do you like Oakland? I'm on that Mac McGloin train. <laughs> uh, no, De- he, he can't is, be much worse than Trevor Simeon. What is let's the, put it that what way. Is, Denver has absolutely no way of making the playoffs, right? Absolutely right. none. They're out. And in, in Oakland cannot advance himself up into an, another seed, right? Like Oakland is currently the two seed, and they yeah, could they be could the one seed. The two seed, yes. But they could lose the two seed. That, I was like, "There's." I forgot the playoff implication when we started this about Oakland. We never brought it up in our pre-talk, but if I knew Kansas there was City, something. If Kansas City wins and Oakland loses, then Oakland will be or Kansas City will be the two seed, right? And I think Kansas City's going to win, and Oakland needs to to win to keep that two seed. It's vital if they're going to have any sort of chance of winning a game in the playoffs, because obviously, without Derek Carr back there, they're in serious, serious trouble. But this week, I think they can get a W. See, I think the problem is is they're playing Matt McGloin at quarterback, so I don't Matt care McGloin. how much they need to win. I don't care how much they need to win. They got Matt McGloin at quarterback, and they're going against Denver. And, uh, you know, Von Miller and crew is just going to eat him alive. I feel bad for all the skill players that aren't going to touch the ball on Sunday. Sean, I mean, what are your thoughts with this? Is it similar to mine? Or you have never taken no, one? actually, I'm, I'm probably closer to Jerry. I'm still taking Denver just because of the pass rush. But usually what happens is you can weather one week in the, the immediate after 
math of an injury, particularly this type of an injury. But it, over time, it it won't wear. So you get the divisional round. You get a team like Pittsburgh come knocking, and there's no way in hell Matt McGloin is beating that team. That said, I I'm, I took Denver only because this is kind of a their Super Bowl. Um, and I think their their defense kind of holds up enough, and they, they have a little bit of pride kick in from the beating they just took to Kansas City. They throw everything at, at Oakland this week, Super Bowl champs. You want to at least end, end the season on a W. But I would not be surprised if, if Oakland won this game. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Mark is also going Denver, and I, I think it's going to be – it's going to be an ugly football game uh, with with terrible offenses because um, two terrible quarterbacks. Uh, next game, Kansas City at San Diego. Everybody here other than me is on Kansas City. I think this is uh, me trying to get cute with San Diego again, but I got to make some moves. So that's my reasoning for picking San Diego here. Uh, gentlemen, what are your thoughts on Kansas City winning this one? I just want to see Tyreek Hill get the ball again. I mean, this is... <laughs> Give it to him. Let's let's see what he can do. I, the ball is better in Tyreek Hill's hands than nothing in his hands, so he can close them into fists and then beat his, <laughs> his pregnant wife. Like that would always be better. Oh my better God. That the ball is in his hands than than just some unsuspecting, unnecessary <laughs> like domestic abuse waiting to happen. Let's just not forget that. Like Tyreek Hill, that's who he is. It's just. But that's just facts. Like you do bring this up every time we talk about Tyreek Kill. It's indisputable. So. I just I want to let it known because if there's a video, he's not even in the league for right. for basically what he did. Like the Greg Hardy stuff was bad. Like imagine the girl being pregnant. It's basically the same concept. He got kicked out of Oklahoma State. You know how hard it is to get kicked out of Oklahoma State. <laughs> Every time we bring up uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, it's Sean, it's Sean. played at Oklahoma State. Des Bryant played at Oklahoma State. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the rails have been split. We're off of them, but I'm going to still take Kansas City here. Okay. Uh, like you said, that play, Seattle, the, play, the playoff implications are there. If they need a win and then they need an Oakland loss, so they can move up. Wow. We'll move I, on to Seattle at San Francisco. We all know how bad San Francisco is, and Seattle, with a win and an Atlanta loss, will be the two seed. Uh, we are all on Seattle here, thinking that they're going to win pretty hit, pretty handily. So uh, we'll move on to Green Bay at Detroit, which, again, you know this this comes down to um, let's see here with Green Bay and Detroit. Um, Green Bay could win the division. Obviously, they beat Detroit, and there's a ton of other playoff scenarios here. But uh, I personally like Green Bay here just because they've been playing so well the past few weeks. And Detroit's kind of, I think they're going backwards here, unfortunately. So uh, I would not be shocked if Detroit misses the playoffs this year. But I like Green Bay to win this one and win the NFC North. Gentlemen, we'll start with you, Sean. Uh, I think this is just a quarterback play here. Um, I think it's going to be close. I'll, I'll I'll take the Packers just because of the pedigree with Aaron Rodgers. See, I disagree. I don't think it's going to be close. I think that the secondary for the uh, the Lions is not able to match up with with what they got on offense for the the uh, Green Bay Packers. You know, they're they're playing guys that just came in and played their first game. Uh, it f- started their first game this on uh, Monday Night Football, and and then they could turn around and got to play the Packers in a meaningful game. I just don't think they can get it done. So I'm going to take uh, Green Bay and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers this week. Mark is also going with Green Bay. So um, not a lot of dissension here on the Never Ending Glory podcast between the four of us with that game. Um, and that's a, that's the final game of the uh, 2017 NFL regular or 2016 NFL regular season. Feels like yesterday we were uh, talking about all the games in week one and all of our fantasy matchups and what our plans were for fantasy domination and that ended poorly for all of us, unfortunately, and including myself, where I, Sean, I give you props for your big uh, two third place champ or third place wins against me. You could say um, championships. There was a scenario where I could have been champ. It's true. It's true. But I'll I actually be crying that about that well. all off season. You can guarantee <laughs> that. Yes. So we will not be having a fancy football podcast this week just because uh, I think we all kind of want to lick our wounds here after the season we had. But don't worry, we will be back to make sure this offseason we have you ready for the draft. 
We'll be taking a look at not only dynasty fantasy football formats, but also the redraft and taking a look at our way too early rankings and uh, see how that changes after free agency, after the draft and other storylines come out uh, from the NFL offseason. But also be sure to keep on listening to the Never Ending Glory podcast because we will be talking all playoff matchups and we'll be having a weekly uh, pick'em episode all the way up to the NFL. We'll be uh, the NFL Super Bowl, and we will be previewing each game as they happen week to week. And of course, uh, you know, check us out on NEG College Football. Uh, so on Twitter, NEG Pod was NEG Pod CFB. Ah, oh, jeez. And then as we get yeah. closer to February and March, we'll be talking spring training and baseball. The Indians are pretty pumped about the. Incarnacion signing. So, Sean, I'm sure you guys will be talking about that. Doing a pod uh, uh, later this week, actually. We're going to recap the World Series and then also talk talk uh, the, the free agent bonanza trades, everything, and the two or three horse race in the AL that I know will have our Boston uh, yes. fans' attention as well as our yeah, so, Northeast Ohio brethren. So you can find them on Twitter at NEGPodMLB. So we are very excited about all the different things we have going on, even when the fantasy football and regular season of the NFL is over. So, uh, gentlemen, have any last parting words before we take off and get ready to crown a regular season champion for the Never Ending Glory podcast pick episodes? No, I, 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 I'm in protest for the Dallas-Philly game, though. <laughs> Okay, Jerry. Um, go Browns. Go Bra- Yes, yes. So, Jerry, good luck with that Browns pick. I have a feeling you're going to be regretting that once uh, Sean wins the 20 bucks from all of us. I regret that. Will we ever get Mark back on this pod? Or is, is hey, you got to talk clean, to him about his Mr. Uh, cleaning clean. habits. We, we should, in hindsight, we should have attacked him a lot more this episode. We, we, we're so used to him pulling the same old crap week after week. I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, how many times can you beat a dead horse and – we come at him no matter what, and now it's kind of like, eh, what are we going to come at him for? So it's it's our Christmas present to Mark that we uh, we took it easy on him this week. But uh, let, let's make sure next Christmas we hire him a maid or something like that so his poor girlfriend doesn't have to be cleaning his room for him once every two years. Just be on the lookout for that drawing he owes us. It'll be uh, posted on all social media. Yeah, we'll be sure to tweet that out and, and post it on Facebook so all of our Serbian listeners can enjoy the the wonderful drawing of Mark Sustin. I just I mean Mark this year just just been pathetic. Poor poor excuse for a picker, uh, poor excuse for a gambler, and uh, losing losing every single wager he makes with with his fellow brethren in the Neverending Glory podcast. So <laughs> that's that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we'll enjoy the Week 17 poopoo platter of NFL games. And be sure to keep an eye on all those games that we mentioned that actually do have some playoff implications. So enjoy week 17 of the NFL play of uh, the regular season and get ready for the playoffs as the New England Patriots take the quest for title number five. Luke, I got Boston tickets Thursday. Who wins? Celtics Cavs. I'll give you two points. Give me two points. That's it. That's it, man. Fade it out. Hit the music. <laughs> I want at least six. 